Hello folks, welcome back. It is officially Feature Picks Episode 5. Today we are talking Anthony Jeselnik, Thoughts and Prayers on Netflix. We're talking the Dietzlov Pass Incident, Tier Lists, Devil at the Crossroads, and of course we'll end up with our favorite Discover Weekly. Kick back and relax. You're in for a long haul today. New York. Yellow leather. Unique New York. Mommy made me mash my M and M's. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. I've never heard that. That uh, that is a theater exclusive right there. Mommy made me mash my M and M's. Oh, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The limit of my theater experience is about second grade. (laughs) Second grade. I think I was like a monster or something. (laughs) Well, uh. Things welcome, never change. Welcome to episode five, everyone. Um, we're talking theater today. Apparently, we're talking theater. We're but, not. Uh, we're, we're really not. Um, we are actually talking Thoughts and Prayers, which is a Netflix comedy special with uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Nailed that pronunciation. Very we're not clear. actually sending our thoughts and prayers to anyone. No, it's actually quite the opposite. <laughs> and we'll cover that. Definitely say that. We'll cover it. This um, this special was actually sent in to us by our dear friend of the show. We received a feet pic in our DM from a man this time. Finally. Sick. Thank God. Our boy, uh, Mr. Avery. <laughs> it was Avery, really great. Friend of the show, Avery Falls. You know who you are. What's up, Avery? Friend of the show, baby. I still haven't accepted your friend request on Facebook. I think it's hilarious, but I know you don't even notice. So. And he never will. I never will. You should have gone in on the ground floor. That's right. Big mistake. It's too late. Now we're hugely successful podcast. We're skyrocketing. Oh. Skyrocketing, Avery. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. What was that pause there? Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was a Netflix stand-up special. A lot of those out there. A lot of those floating around. I'm not usually one to be watching like mm-hmm. Netflix stand-up. It's something about the audiences really make me yeah. angry, it's, and especially on this one. <laughs> the audience oh was God. loving it. They, if, I mean, the man was a comedy god to them, and he was doing great. He's killing it. Every single word that man said was like, <laughs> he knocked it out of the park. I swear, there was a part where, where he goes, so uh, you guys know I do comedy. And they go, ah! <laughs> they start dying. <laughs> Oh, especially that one woman. That one woman who yes, is immediately oh the electrician husband. Um, yeah. Yes. I believe yeah. her name was, what was it? I think she was shouted out in like the credits of the episode. Was yeah, she really? It was like guest star or something <laughs> like that and had her name. I wonder if she gets paid for that. I doubt it. I doubt it. But she was reoccurring. Uh, she was she was a reoccurring character she throughout. She really loud, Those loud mom laughs. He really dialed in on her too. That's one of the main reasons why I don't think I enjoy going to comedy shows because I'm like I know I'm gonna get put next to Pam. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just it's gonna Pam. Be. Was her name? What, what was it? I think it started with a P. Right? Was it, was it Pam? Peggy? 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 It might have been something Peggy. like that. I think it was Peggy. An older white woman name. Definitely a mom name. Peggy, if you're listening, nothing against you. You did great. You were a good sport. You shined. You uh, you took a lot of insults. <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> a lot of heat. A lot of heat from my old old Anthony. You yeah. almost forgot his name there. I almost, said, I almost said Johnny Boy. I don't know why. Johnny Boy. I wanted to. It's it rolls off the, the tongue. Last name's the J. Maybe that threw him. Thank you. Josh yeah. gets it. But uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. I it was. It's definitely very dark humor. Very Probably edgy humor. The darkest comedian that's on a Netflix special, I would say. Maybe yeah. maybe rivals Chris Delia if you yeah, are familiar. Yeah, like content at all. wise, yeah. Um, oh yeah. I Chris Delia. I I would say Chris Delia shakes it up where. He kind of has a, like a few stories, and he does mm-hmm. he does voices and stuff. But like, yeah. Anthony Jeselnik is about as hardcore as it gets. I would say just no regard for human life. Absolutely no regard. A lot of sexist jokes, a lot of baby jokes, a lot of puppy jokes. I, yeah, all of it. 
All of, of it. A lot of child molester jokes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. those. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. If you watch it alone, you get a better chance of laughing. I, uh, <laughs> I, I want to say his opening joke with the baby, uh, talking about, um, he was just talking about his day. And he was like, I was in San Francisco. And he, and he goes, he goes, saw a baby today. <laughs> and everyone starts dying laughing. And he's like, it was, uh, it was parked in a hot car. No one around. I tried to help it. So, uh, you know, I did what anyone would do. I, I threw a rock through the window. Window was open. Oh, Hit yes. the baby. <laughs> Ruined that baby's Ruined day. day. I, was, I was dying at that. That was really funny. He's got me. a lot of those kind of like one-liner jokes. They're never really drawn out. Like yeah. every joke is probably no more than a minute max. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it, it takes a lot of effort to do stuff like that because you're mm. still doing an hour special. I was going to say, because he's not telling really long stories. That's what I was impressed about is because you have to be really creative to have that many short quips in right. one hour. There wasn't you know? really a lot of filler. Um, no, there wasn't. And some comedians will do stories that are 10 minutes, you know, at, uh, leading up to the big right. punchline. Really long-winded. It kind of felt like a bunch of jabs throughout for him. Looking at you, Dane Cook. Yeah, Dane Cook. <laughs> you and your 20-minute jokes. This guy. You're not fooling anyone. That boy, Dane. I will say, he did kind of remind me a little bit of Dane Cook, but, like, if Dane Cook was funny. <laughs> or if Dane Cook, like, know? wasn't doing cocaine, if he was, like, just yeah. very chill. If he was, like, actually, like, good at his job. <laughs> right. I, uh, I was impressed with Anthony's composure the whole time. He did a really good job of just... I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, obviously. Very he's, deadpan. He's good at what he does, but yeah. the man is as deadpan Hardly as Hardly cracking a smile. Oh, yes. And the only time he cracks a smile is when he knows he's pushing the envelope. Like, that was the only time I could tell where he was like, I know what I'm about to say is a little shocking, but, you know, here we go. Yeah. I am. But yeah. it was cool. I, I like, you know, um, that's, what's, that's what's fun about the show is that I get to experience things that I wouldn't have Some watched otherwise. You know, I you probably know, wouldn't have checked it out. I'm never typically hunting down a comedy special but anymore. I enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, for the most part, it was it was good. And I knew when I saw the title Thoughts and Prayers that he was going to rag on the Thoughts and Prayers phenomenon. Oh, you yes. Know? Um, and that was what? It was a 2017 special? I think so. So yeah. it was it was a little... It wasn't like as overplayed at that point. Right, everybody, right. you know, everybody rags on oh, I, thoughts and prayers now, but... I really liked his... Um, he made a comment about... <laughs> he made a comment about how posting on your status or anywhere on social media... Uh, you know, sending my thoughts and prayers is a lot like being a wedding photographer and <laughs> taking selfies the whole time. Like, that's yeah. it's the same thing, really. Oh, it's like when the Notre Dame fire happened and everybody was, like, posting Everyone's, pictures yeah. of themselves and they were like, oh my god, I can't believe that everybody who's not you know, as rich as me and can't afford to travel will never get to experience Notre Dame. Yeah, I was I'm like... I'm glad I did. Here, here, here's me. In case you forgot, I studied abroad in France. I, I, here I am. That whole week, I found out who went to Notre Dame and who didn't. And there was, was not a single person who had been to Notre Dame that's that right. didn't post a picture of themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways... Good stuff. Yeah. You know? I, I, would, mean, I would recommend it. I would Don't do. watch it with your parents. Don't watch it with and your parents. And don't watch it with someone who may be a little publicly sensitive, but... If, I mean, even though that is, if that is you, just watch it by yourself. Maybe toughen them up a little bit. Toughen up, you'll yeah. laugh. Yeah. There's, you know. You'll at least like it. the first joke. The first joke is, it eases you into it. <laughs> I really liked that one. Yeah. I just really liked it a lot. <laughs> starting with the, starting with the, uh, the dead baby joke. So I guess it wasn't a dead baby It wasn't joke. a dead baby. It, it was, was just, just a baby that he hits with a rock. Causing bodily harm to a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that was funny. I was, uh, he, he goes, I ruined that whole baby's weekend. And I was like, that is, that's good clean fun right there. 
And then it only goes downhill. Oh, it goes down. It but goes, it goes pretty far down. But he he commits, and you have he to does. respect him for it. He's he's got his niche, you know. Yeah. He's got his, his his little corner, and he sits in it, makes mm-hmm. a lot of money off of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. As much money as us on this uh, special. Yep. Forgot to mention Blue Apron. Thanks for you today. Our <laughs> that sponsor. reminds me, um, Blue Apron. Thanks um, for allowing us to do what we do every day. <laughs> um. Anyways, we have a a very interesting show today we yeah. have as uh, no surprise you know <laughs> as it always is strap in it's another fun one we just kind of you know we each show up individually with our ideas and <laughs> we go what are you talking about today and then we tell it and we go oh and, cool let's talk and then we just kind of try to get the order right yeah <laughs> i want to add one more thing um anthony jeselnik dated amy schumer fun fact interesting yeah wow. i did not know that so was that like a power move on his part was it like that a, there was a controversy thing about that a little bit they of stardom play uh-huh. definitely because he definitely seems like the person that would absolutely hate amy schumer <laughs> exactly well, again a lot of women jokes yep. so yeah oh also it, he's got a he recently just released a new episode on netflix right yeah like that one like 2019 fire in the maternity I ward i believe is the, <laughs> the name if that gives you an indication of where that's headed very on brand very much so. Yeah. Um, I just needed to mention that because of course that's, yeah, a, that's a I did not. I yeah, mean, no, it would have never have seen it coming. Yeah, yeah would have never seen it. Um, but yeah, we we've got a show today, and we we should get it started. Huh? Some high variety, and, some dark uh, stuff, some supernatural stuff, yeah. some superhero stuff. We're doing a hard pivot to be the nine hundred thousandth supernatural podcast crew. <laughs> you all finally. I mean, finally, we we I made it. Everybody we, was searching for another one, and here we are. <laughs> finally. Except with none of the research. <laughs> Absolutely no research. <laughs> well, anyways, I think Josh is starting us off today with That's a spooky right. tale. One of the, the most spookiest tales, really. I, I'm a big fan of this one. It's, like, one of the most interesting things to me. I don't know anything about you're this. Gonna, you're going to be some shock factor here for you. It's it starts off very, so bizarre. very kind of simple almost. You're like, oh, it's so obvious what happened. But then you're like, they just keep, I keep adding. It's almost scripted like a horror movie. Like, it sounds like a premise of a mm. horror movie if somebody wrote it. Like, sometimes right. reality is, is really stranger than fiction. Sometimes. <laughs> Cue the Twilight Zone music. <laughs> we don't have the rights for that. Cut that out. Yeah, sorry. Copyright can you, strike. Can you, like, pitch alter that so that we don't get sued? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll chumung voice it. <laughs> All right, folks. Here we are. It's called... The Dietzlav Pass Incident, and I'm going to stick with that pre- uh, pronunciation the rest it's of the Russian, time. It's Russian, right? It looks right. D-Y-A-T-L-O-V. Named after the leader of the group uh, at the time. So, uh-huh. we have here, it began with 10 college-age mountaineers students in, I forget what the university was called, it was in like... Western Soviet Union, right? When you say began, it kind yes. of implies <laughs> it, yeah. it's not the, not that they the may, happy, the happy may not end with, with 10. <laughs> so it's 1959, late January, early February, 1959, right? So we're in the mountainous region in Soviet Union. I believe it's the Ural Mountains. Yeah, up in Siberia, right? Or is it? No. Uh, Siberia's probably too sure. cold to be hiking. I mean, this is like snow, like yeah. mountain ranges, so... Anyway, really pretty early on, one of the one of the ten, he bails because he has a knee injury and his other ailments. So he's just like, I'm not up for this. Who brought the guy with the knee injury skiing? Well, it wasn't skiing Hiking? necessarily. It's more it's like, of a they're more like trekking with skis to get kind of cross country skiing. Oh, because they're trying to get so all of them 
were grade two certified hikers slash climbers. So they knew what they were doing. There's different um, levels of grades for countries and stuff. Soviet mm-hmm. Union at the time, grade three was the most advanced. And they were uh, all grade two. But uh. the point of this trip was at the end of it, they would all be certified grade three. Oh, okay. Cool. But they're no amateurs. No, right. Grade okay. two is still pretty impressive. Gotcha. Um, so it, the grade three required candidates to traverse 300 kilometers or 190 miles um, for, for us, Amer- the American <laughs> for viewers the out there, so you'll have a little better understanding. For you. So they're on their way to Otorten, which is a mountain that would have uh, been grade three, a grade three climb in the February weather. Interesting. So that would have qualified them to get that certification. So that was what they're all. That's why they went. Right. So, as the story goes, they they told all their family and friends and loved ones that they would Goodbye send forever. a they would send a telegram. Um, February like twentieth or something like that when they when they had finished and once once they arrived at this next town over or whatever, yeah. had that telegram didn't come. Mm. <laughs> the telegram reception was crazy up Obviously, in the mountains. Obviously, um, it didn't so get any bars. They sent some search and rescue after a while, and then the they arrive. They find a camp. Oh, but about this camp, oh. I, what, might might shock you a little bit. So. <laughs> I have a quote here oh, from one of the... You're saying oh, the rescue people the found, rescue people yes, found the, camp. the camp. Gotcha. Yes. So, quote, The tent was half torn down and covered with snow. It was empty, and all the group's belonging and shoes had been left behind. Now, for narrative purposes, whenever you do a quote, I'm going to need you to do a Russian accent, just so that we can be as most <laughs> The tent diverse. was half torn down and covered with snow. It was covered with snow. It was empty, and all the group's belongings... All of their shoes. And shoes had been left behind. So... (laughs) Thank you, Ivan. Investigators said the tent had been cut open from the inside. Oh, The call was coming from inside the house. They left, and mind you, it is approximately negative 25 degrees Fahrenheit at this point in time. A little chilly. And, um... So, investigators said that the tenement cut from the inside, right? So then, nine pairs of footprints were seen leaving from the tent, none towards the tent. Right. And there were only nine hikers at this point, right? And there were only nine hikers. Okay. Um, so, and all of them were either barefoot, only wearing socks, and one guy had one shoe on. What? Interesting. And they walked, and they, so there's pictures of the footprints, right? And they, mm-hmm. it's like been analyzed, and it says, they walked away calmly... And like orderly out of the tent. Interesting. Now to, at night, at like eleven thirty at night. Whoa. Like in the snow, negative twenty degrees in Don't the mountains. Like that. No shoes. Now are we sure they weren't just wearing the toe shoes to make perfect outlines of their feet in the <laughs> we snow? Would see, we would see the the Vibram logo on the, on the toe <laughs> shoes. Of course, of course. How can I be so foolish? So they the they're able to follow their trail for sixteen hundred feet before it eventually disappears in the snow. Right. Mm-hmm. So originally, the um, investigators or the search and rescue people, they find two bodies, right? Okay. Um, Excellent sign. So two of them, and they're together, right? These two? Right. Only in their underwear, under a tree. Well, that just doesn't make sense. They're at at the base of the tree, right? And -hmm. the branches were broken on the tree 15 feet up all the way. 15 feet up this tree. What? The branches are all broken. Wow. So were they trying to climb or were they so, like falling through the branches? 
there's a few different theories that they were trying to get a better vantage point of just, mm-hmm. but I mean, again, it is pitch in black. the dead of night. <laughs> right. But one of the things that's most interesting is there's forensic tests have confirmed that traces of skin were found embedded in the bark. Ooh. So they were really scrambling. And it indicated that the pair, like their hands, um, like the skin was torn from their hands. They were trying to climb so frantically. Oh. So seemingly oh. to escape. From yeah. But at the same time, they had enough time to make a small fire at the base of the tree. Interesting. So, and they, they both died from hypothermia. Did they build the fire first and then they try to escape? We don't know. Who can say? This is where we need spooky But they music. died from hypothermia. They didn't die from like injuries right. or anything like really. Copyright. But that's just two of them. That's two of the nine. Next guy up, Dyatlov, um, the leader Dyatlov. of Dyatlov, Dyatlov. the leader of the group. Um, mm-hmm. They found his body 900 feet away from these two. Okay. So he's fairly Headed close. back towards the tent. Gotcha. Oh. Which was, I believe, 1,600 feet away. Okay. So he didn't make it to the tent, obviously. Oh. About halfway. <laughs> Definitely did Spoiler alert. He got about halfway. Didn't make it. Um, and what's... It's, it's kind of creepy. I've seen the... I've watched... Look at a lot of the pictures from oh. like, the thing, just to kind of get a better idea. Are there, like... There's pictures of the bodies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Ooh. There's pictures from the, the crew... Like, like the group they all had their only cameras and That's there's a lot right. of pictures that they took until this moment but there's also pictures from the search and rescue people when they found them gotcha so this guy he was like laying down like with his hand like on a branch that was like kind of like coming out of the snow mm-hmm. and his other hand was like held up like he was guarding his face from like oh, attack or something whoa. it was very weird like yeah so was he like being dragged or something like it, holding it, another branch i don't know i really can't tell like see. it was just like he was like like this, like, I mean, you, can't, you can't see this, but his hand, like audio media. Audio <laughs> Imagine media someone's baby. like swinging something at you, like towards your head, and you're, right? Like, from or like above. shielding your eyes from the sun, or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. Very weird. So, and then the other hand, yeah, he's clinging onto like a birch tree branch that's like on the ground, kind mm. of. Very gotcha. strange. That's that's birch, not oak. Not very, oak. Very important that don't you don't get, get, get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. I respect my woods. <laughs> so for the sake of time, I'm kind of running through some of the lesser uh, moments and like discoveries here. So yeah. Next body up. This will be number four. He was Come found. Come on down, number four. <laughs> number four. This guy was found with a seven-inch-long skull fracture. Ooh. Although medical experts determined that his cause of death was hypothermia. Wow. So, so he where survived this, for a little while. Don't, maybe it was or after. Post-mortem. Maybe it was before. Ooh. I don't know. Seven-inch like skull fractures. That's. I mean, that's, that's no joke. You hate to see it, folks. <laughs> you see you it. just don't like to see it. And that's one of the lesser uh, moments of this. Yeah, if that gets, tells you anything. We're getting into it. <laughs> it's pretty gruesome from what I remember. We're so, uh, next body found furthest from the tent. Traces of blood near the corpse, but we don't know for certain if they were hers or not. So that's, Is it human blood? Alien blood? And, again, this is one of the lesser moments. No Where signs of a struggle. I want to remind the audience, this is one of the lesser ones. No signs of a struggle. Blood found near the body. Can't confirm if it's hers. Right. Okay. Gotcha. The four remaining bodies were not found until spring came and thawed the snow. Oh. So, and these guys, the next four were found 75 meters further into the woods. Wow. In a ravine. Oh. Oh. So, one of them. Suffered significant skull damage in the moments before his death. Okay. Different guy, different skull right. injury. Right. Skull, skull damage. And we I'm know like a trend. We know that that guy suffered it before he died. Right. So then the next next two are found together, right? Mm-hmm. 
major chest fractures that have only that could have only been caused by an immense force basically the same as a car crash like getting crushed Whoa. like getting hit by a car oh my gosh that's they're consistent with the same level of like pressure and trauma from you know that. those crazy soviet woods cars that yeah. roam around they're man. always driving and around. there's no indication anywhere of what caused this trauma Yikes. right and the corpses show no signs of bruising or soft tissue damage but have broken ribs and just destroyed the inside. So hold on. So like there's no like no bruising. There's no damage to like the actual tissue. It's just the bones. Like like an insane amount of force just hit them. Like like it was like a know. slow like crush or something. I don't know. Oh god. That's there's insane. no bruising on the bodies. <laughs> so it was just a nice But there was enough force that they crunch. were it was like they were hit by a car but have no bruises on them. Hit by a car up in the mountains. Yeah, basically. It's that Soviet um, skin of steel, baby. Yeah, so that's that communist power. One of the things that's like kind of pretty interesting about it is like a doc, some like Russian doctor examined the bodies, those two bodies, right? And yeah. he said that um, the force that <coughs> with which, need an accent. <laughs> the force with which these corpses were hit exceeded exceeded that that capable by a man. <laughs> so he said that the amount of force that was inflicted on these bodies is not. A man cannot cause this force. Men in Russia, wow. very strong. Very strong men. Very strong not strong men. <laughs> they are not that strong. Not strong as a car. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's just like, you know, a fun. But, you know, it gets even better. Oh. Oh, man. One of those bodies with the chest fractures, right? Mm-hmm. She was missing her tongue and her <gasps> eyes, part of her lips and facial tissue. Oh. And a fragment of her skull was missing. Well, you know, the thing about the, the Soviet Russia Woods cars <laughs> is they do like to steal facial tissue. I heard as and soon as they collide. And eyes. The tongue, eyes, and skull fractures. It is, it is a delicacy. They go and right out of the so head. So this girl, she was like, she's like on her knees and like her chest was like over this like rock. Oh, oh God. And like buried in snow. Yeah. And like her head was like up like this. And it said that it looked like she was like screaming, but her like Ooh. face was like, oh like her mouth was like missing and her tongue was ripped out basically. Can you they, imagine they, like It didn't say them? specifically how the tongue had been. Like it was kind of vague in the medical report. Somehow we <laughs> thought that wasn't necessary. To, I don't know if I need the specifics of the tongue removal. One place no I read no said way. it was looked like it had been ripped out, but then a doctor Ooh. report also didn't really specify. So I don't know if that's confirmed. <laughs> Look, I've been ripping out tongues. All right. That is not a ripped out. <laughs> I mean, you know, just a 1959 thing. You know, you think you'd know by now, but. <laughs> so let's see where we were. Okay, we got fragment of the skull missing. We got partial lip missing, facial tissue missing. We're all, checking all the boxes both here. Eyes, all gross. Both eyes both missing. Both eyes. And a tongue missing on this girl. <sighs> so then we get to the the last corpse of the, the newly discovered springtime batch. <laughs> and last but not least. Come on down. Uh, he was found in the same location as the two with the chest fractures. Okay. But without any severe wounds. Oh. Mm. So. Interesting. What got them that didn't get him? Maybe he got them. But he's a man. Da-da-da. He's a merely a but man. But he's just a man. <laughs> but he's a Russian man. He's a Russian man. Still very strong. He's still very strong. Another like kind of interesting little concept was that the hikers... A lot of them died at very distinctly different times. Oh, so like and their it, time of death is pretty yeah, spread out. Yeah, and it, a lot of them had stolen clothes from like the dead friends of theirs Whoa. to try to stay warm. So they like, run out of like tents, you would find yeah almost naked right. But then some of them were some like I think three of them were moderately well clothed. I think okay. 
I think it was the three of the ones that were found deeper and, in the woods. And they found the bodies of their friends and were like, okay, cool, right. I'm going to just take these clothes. Like, yeah, they were like, one of them had like someone else's hat on, part of a guy's like ripped shirt around their feet, like oh stuff like gosh. that. That's very spooky. Jeez. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, wow. Yeah, so another thing that really just adds another layer to this you're not expecting at all mm-hmm. is two of the bodies were found with clothing that had above normal radioactivity on them. That's right. What? I remember reading about that. And there was something about the corpses, too, with, like, the funerals, the, right? The family members were saying they reported that um, the bodies looked like they were, like, had, like, an orange tint to them and that their Ooh. hair had been, like, faded gray almost. Ooh. Those Soviets just cannot keep a lid on that radiation, just, man. I, I, <laughs> it's everywhere. So, it's everywhere. A, a possible explanation for this, not confirmed or anything like that. Right. One of the men, one of the men on the expedition had previously worked at a facility that developed nuclear materials, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily explain why a shirt he would be hiking in would have radioactivity. He brought his work shirt with above him. above normal <laughs> like, radioactivity. Vladimir, we have to turn back. I left uranium in my pocket. <laughs> and then, okay, so that another guy. This is where it maybe gets a little oh. a little spicy. Previously worked at a top secret plutonium production plant for nuclear weapons. <laughs> Victor, wow. I also love uranium and <laughs> Me too. So like, you know, what is, what does he know? Oh, do we? Is this perhaps a hit job on some Russian scientists? No, because this was like no footprints leading into pseudo the Cold War era, though, right? Yeah. yeah, right. Like pretty much like right at the beginning, maybe. Yeah, fifty nine. So spooky. Um, another kind of not answer, but. A popular a theory, theory is that, well, actually, this isn't quite the theory part yet, but it's kind of an explanation that leads into it. So mm-hmm. Something have, that's at least grounded in reality. We have some eyewitness accounts from around the time and around the area, from mm-hmm. three soldiers, two separate hiking groups, and, and I, don't, I don't know for sure if it's like a testimony or like word of mouth for this part. Yeah. Um, there's... The Mansi population, it's like M A N S I. It's like yeah, a local, like, that like native, indigenous, right? yeah. yeah, like population. Yeah, all reported seeing quote UFOs in forms of light, or also quote fireballs in the sky. Interesting. Very and one interesting. of the things about that, that like, so the, all these different people like didn't know each other. All like, yeah. oh, I've seen like flashes of light in the sky or fireballs in the right. sky. They all oh. have consistent testimony. Right. And a couple of them line up on that date that they were wow. missing, right? So and like the on these cameras that we talked about earlier that the crew yeah. had with them, like the these last DSLRs, photo, right? The last photo on one of them is like all black with this yeah. bright like white flash of light on like the left side. Oh, oh so you're like what very they, spooky. What were they trying to get a picture of? So I think obviously the most rational explanation then it's aliens, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's the go-to at least. So yeah, we got another thing. So the radiation was found on site on the clothing, right? Right. Why were they looking for radiation in the first on the place? bodies? Right. Of some dead hikers. <laughs> it's it's Soviet Russia. Everybody had a Geiger counter on their hip at all times. <laughs> like like what is that? <laughs> You're automatically and given it, one yeah, when you so, turn five. Ivan, is your your Geiger counter? Do you have better reason than I forgot my. The middle. entire investigation, like everything, was classified like through the nineties. Wow. So they were kind of keeping this under wraps. Though. And the family still thinks they haven't been told the truth. Wow. Well, if there's one thing that we can depend on with Soviet Russia, <laughs> it's full transparency. It's, it's full transparency. It's government transparency. possible when it fall. The most transparent uh, <laughs> government in history, That's folks. Right. 
and kind of what's really interesting is yeah. that the um, Russian prosecutors or whatever recently just reopened this case in February of 2019. Whoa. The truth is out there. So, I mean, it's we are not going to find it because no. it has been no. a cool 50 no years. They, the only thing they said, they're not looking into like foul play or anything. They're just mostly looking at avalanches, hurricanes, and, and aliens. Aliens and <laughs> um, like snow drift, something like that. I don't remember the exact word they were used, but basically they're just looking for like weather anomalies. But yeah, kind of. So, a lot of people are like, oh, probably just like they heard an avalanche coming and they right. try to get, they try to run away. First of all, these are all very experienced climbers mm-hmm. and hikers right. that are very familiar with the area. They wouldn't just sprint. They're not setting up camp also, in yeah. an avalanche area either. Exactly. They're also, not. no avalanches have been recorded at this site before, and none have been recorded since. In Crazy. It, ever. That's They're wild. also just not going to leave without their clothes. Yes. Well, that is that can be a symptom of hypothermia, though, right? Yes, but I think I don't think they would have all been hypothermic if they the same Because they had like a stove. That's another theory is they had a stove, like a custom-built stove with a pipe that went out for mm-hmm. um, aeration or whatever. Um, Could it have been like monoxide poisoning or people something? People were thinking like, oh, like maybe some embers caught something. Oh, okay. But there's no burning inside the tent. So right, it's really just right. smoke only. Might have driven them out. Right. But at such a fast rate, they would have had to cut out with knives instead right. of just opening the door. That also doesn't explain out. the forest cars. Yeah, <laughs> or no. the rest of it. Yeah, or anything else. <laughs> I mean, nothing else about it. So really. I mean, yeah. And then just one more thing: like the official statement that was released, like by the Soviet mm-hmm. Union, basically was the hikers' deaths were officially attributed to quote compelling natural force. Compelling natural oh. force. A compelling natural force. Oh, that's what happened. Just so, general enough. I don't yeah. know if you stumbled upon this in your research, but there is that weird folklore uh, thing in the area. Have you heard about that? It's like the Russian like Bigfoot, right? Or yeah, Yeti. so it's it's some sort of supernatural thing. What was the name of the native population? The Mansi. The Mansis. Uh, not to be confused with their neighbors, the Nancys, but the Mansies. Uh So there's some sort of like legend that they have about this supernatural creature that will take body parts from people in like keep them for itself to try to like make itself whole and that just like really Ooh. creeps me yeah, out really, thinking about like the creepy. missing tongue and eyes Ooh. and like because the people like, themselves are like notoriously very peaceful yeah. so right. having that like they're not hunting the most dangerous game out there no, no. <laughs> yeah and then just like i mean it's just all it's, so it's strange believable that you know like a population would make something up or right. Maybe they make up something based off something else that they've seen that yeah. maybe not quite so normal, but but like nothing is consistent. Nothing between is consistent. these deaths, as uh, as we'll get into in my topic later. Uh, people create myths to try and explain things yes. uh, in a rational way. <laughs> so when the Mansies had found about eighty bodies over the course of their time, all missing tongues and eyes, they had no choice but to come up with a they finally decided <laughs> because that story is less horrifying than the truth, which we don't know, which, which we, we don't know. know. We'll never know. Is aliens. It's, it's the only natural explanation. We should come back to it. I mean... And we did have a couple more theories real quick. Okay. USSR, weapons testing. Weapons right. testing, question mark? Con- concussive weapons, like something that would explode and like, you know... Right. Some like flak bombs yeah. or something. Yeah. Or parachute mines. Oh. Which I suppose oh. would be an ex- explanation possibly for the flashing lights in the sky right. and fireballs or whatever. So like <laughs> testing, like just all that. So just, should we just be testing stuff? We'd just be testing stuff on top of the mountain. <laughs> we would just be testing anything. <laughs> Victor, do you see the hikers down there? <laughs> Watch this. Watch See this. if weapons work on them. But yeah, that's wow. 
Very spooky stuff. I'm hoping we get some uh, some new info uh, from this new open case, but I really am not expecting that to happen. I'm excited to see what comes from it. I mean, Vladimir Putin's going to be out there shirtless, hunting down the aliens himself. <laughs> with a bear hat on. With a with the bear hat on. <laughs> oh, I love wow. it. Well, well, an unfortunate ending. A very unfortunate Seriously. ending. Question mark. Ending? I suppose we don't, we don't know. know if it's ever going to end. The yeah. end? Question mark. It's not the end for me. The truth is out there. I will, and we'll bang. find it. We're going to Dillatop, episode 10. <laughs> episode 10, live episode from Dillatop Pass. From the top. <laughs> top of the mountain. Oh, man. That's a horror movie in itself. It really Just is. us trying to do any physical activity. <laughs> <laughs> and also trying to report, record a podcast episode on top of a mountain. Oh, That would not work very well. Well, speaking of spooky-ookiness, you also have something kind of pseudo-spooky, don't you, Thomas? I do. Um, but I think first we were going to... Oh, we're going to me. That's right. I think right. we're going to do you first. So, you uh, we gotta break, right. we gotta break we're, up we're the gonna, so, yeah. so we don't just creep everybody out. Right. We have to. Spirits real quick. <laughs> we gotta make sure. We're gonna. Some, just some good family fun right here. Don't tune well. out just yet. We've we've took you down the path of government weapons testing, aliens, Yetis, and, and Native American spirits. No, well, I guess they're not Native Americans. They're probably Native <laughs> uh, Russians. Uh, uh, indigenous. <laughs> Native indigenous Russians. Indigenous Russian <laughs> populations. Well, Soviets, I guess. I don't know if they were Russian. Yes, um, but so there's been uh, this trend recently where it's like uh, tier lists are something that have been around for a long time, and usually I see them in reference to like video games because I'm a I'm a big nerd. Nerd. Um, but nerd. <laughs> yeah, everybody heard it. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but it'll be uh, basically you have rankings where the top rank is S, and then it goes A through F, and basically it kind of refers to like where you would rank something with S being the highest, F being the lowest. Um, and there's been a, a big resurgence of these coming back for, like, very non-traditional things. Like, people <laughs> will rank, like, fast foods or I'll see, like, I don't know, all sorts of random stuff. Pretty much everything you can think of. On, right. And it's all on Twitter. And it'll be, like, I don't know, you know, January's memes ranked <laughs> S through <laughs> F. Or um, uh, South Dakota, if we're ranking states. 50 states, perhaps. Who's to say? F tier. South Dakota. We all know South Dakota. Hey, South Dakota's got that's got Mount Rushmore. Listen, Ooh. South and North Dakota, just combine. Be one Dakota. You'd Who are you trying to fool? You'd be better. You have like basically the same state. population either way. Right. Yeah, it doesn't change. Anything, <laughs> Nobody's really out there. I mean, North Dakota probably's got bigger cities than South. Shout Dakota. out to no. our South and North Dakota listeners. Thank you for tuning in. You guys. know, I, I've been to South Dakota. I haven't been to North Dakota. But hot take, Florida. E tier, E tier, not that great. Yeah. Wow. I don't like Florida. Wow. It's not that great. You got I, mosquitoes. You got crazy people. You got you have old people. Listen, listen. I gotta say the Disney shills have ruined it. <laughs> I want to say Florida's about C tier. C tier. Look, I'd be willing to compromise to D. I don't De know if I could go higher. Destin Beach is beautiful. I was there for a spring break. It yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Now, but. This was an Odin freebie, though. This was an Odin freebie. It was an Odin freebie. I did Which, have to pay a little for bit it. of context, an Odin freebie <laughs> is Thomas is notorious for <laughs> getting free things at every angle, like to the point where he'll like walk into Chipotle, and I've never heard of this happen to anybody else before, by the way. They'll just go, oh, hey, you come in here all the time. This one's on us today. And I'm like, how the hell? Does this happen to you? Every time I go in there, they're like, oh, you got guac, right? They're like trying to upcharge me. And I'm like... No, it's it's just chicken. It's the cheapest meat with no guac. Thank it's, you very much. It's a it's a curse. It's I gotta live with a it. Curse, you know. A it's curse, something huh? that uh, crazy. Brad uh, Brad's been living with this for a while, so you I know. Freebie uh, lust. Or, I uh, deeply resent FOMO. Thomas. <laughs> 
I, if you can't tell by the show dynamic. I hate this guy. Anyways, back to the topic. Tier lists. Okay, just real, back to Florida real quick. Ja- Jacksonville. <laughs> just, just quick I, don't I just don't know about Jacksonville. I do agree. With, I would agree with that. Fort Lauderdale. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fort Lauderdale's nice. Ain't no Venice. It ain't no Venice. <laughs> it ain't Venice. It, it ain't Venice, baby. It ain't Rome. It's nice. Fort Lauderdale's nice. Bringing it back. We're Tier lists. We agree on a we'll lot of things on this show, right? <laughs> we all kind of agree on the same music. We got a lot of a lot of overlap in tastes in movies and TV shows. We watch the best stuff. I'm thinking, what can I bring these people that will make them go, "This is juicy," and that's a whole lot of conflict. <laughs> and so I figured we would go through. We know uh, how to yell at each other. A couple of tier lists this afternoon. Uh, maybe you know, spark a little debate. Hmm. And so I brought a, a couple of topics to the table. We're excited. The first one is a very popular one that's been going around recently, and that is. Uh, fast food tier lists. And mm-hmm. so I've uh, laid out a couple of different fast food restaurants, and we're going to try to come to a consensus on where these all fall. We did abbreviate the tier list a little bit. Again, traditionally it's S and then A through F, but we are doing S, A, B, C, F, just for time's sake. That's right. We can't, you know, the minute details between E and D tier, you know. it's we, Look, if you're past C, you're F, as far as I'm concerned. That's right. right. I agree. We're I agree. keeping it concise. There's no getting around it. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna work through a little list here. Uh, first off, we have McDonald's, a, a so classic fast food establishment. Our first category is gonna be fast food. Our first category, fast food, the first item within that category. Right. And uh, I guess should we discuss our, our perhaps our reasoning behind parameters? Fast food? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so just so we know that we're not leaving things. So we're out. on the same page here, so you don't get mad at us going, "Oh my god, I can't believe you didn't you rank Chipotle." So we are. Um, on on the the terms here are it has to have a drive through, mm-hmm. uh, right? And no like wait staff, right? Yeah. You're not getting waited on. Um, those those were pretty much our primary yeah uh, categories. We had to rule out steak and shake because of it. Yes, steak and shake was a pretty hot debate. It has a drive through, but and it also we has wait staff. We, we didn't include places like like Starbucks either because that's not really, right. No, it's, it's got to be primarily a food establishment, yeah. right? And we also didn't include a lot of local places. There's a couple local spots, but you're mostly going to be finding national chains here. Yeah. Anyways, starting off, McDonald's heavy hitter right off the bat. Should we just should we just Josh me you? Josh, why don't you let us know what you think McDonald's might fall in? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say C tier. C. Oh, let me let me explain wow. why. All right. Wow. Starting let me hot. explain wow. why. Wow. Okay, so it's not an A tier or it's not an S tier. I think I can. I can <sighs> Very, uh, like, you know, passionately say it's not S or A. I'm holding back. Price-wise, it's one of the best, right? Okay. Okay. Again, C-tier for me or fast food is not something that I wouldn't eat at. Now, keep in mind, C-tier is the second lowest in this round. I was kind of doing it based off of if we did A through F more so, but... I know. I literally just explained I know, I know, but I wasn't going to rank something as an E. Technically, B tier is the middle right now. I'm still gonna. You're still stick, stick with the guns. It's, said, it's, it's like a C plus. C. It's like a C okay, plus. Yeah, that works. I don't hate McDonald's, but you know when I go to McDonald's, the burgers, meats like, not that good. Very thin. See, I I feel like you have to chicken account nuggets for the cultural are, phenomenon. That's the what chicken I'm nuggets well, are right, like the pink. They're like the pink. Okay. It's right, like the pink right. paste. Yeah, let say his thing. Is that is that fact or is it that, doesn't stop is that me, Burger King slander? No, this guy I, believes the hype. He believes I've, the rumors. I've, I've, I've eaten the chicken nuggets since I've seen the video of the 
Look, pink pays. The pink they don't pays. care about that. Everyone's just... seen the pink pays. <laughs> also, Everyone's the seen McDonald's drink machines are notoriously terrible. That I agree with. The Sprite. The Sprite <laughs> is could start a nuclear reaction. <laughs> you can charge your phone on the Sprite at McDonald's. Oh my god. I, you can't get a good drink at McDonald's. Yeah, no. it's a dollar, but it's bad. You get what you pay for. It's bad. It is bad. I was like, how is... That's gotta be Coca-Cola's, like, number one, like... Like yeah, like, probably their biggest their uh, biggest client yeah probably and they consistently don't have a consistent product. Well, well they know it's consistently bad. Their soda is consistently. Well, we bad. have to move it along here. You've stated right. your case. Yes, yeah. I appreciate Ooh, it. I'm hot. You're wrong, but I appreciate you it. You got me hot, Thomas. <laughs> you're up to bat. I give McDonald's a tier. It's not S, and it's not S because of the drink machine. Their drinks are terrible. Get They're a freestyle so machine in there, McDonald's. I don't. I don't know what they have to be making so much money. How do you not have a freestyle machine at this point? They're, they're, they're multi-billion-dollar company. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Perhaps one of those valuable brands on the planet. <laughs> um, A-tier characteristics, I would say. I, I'm agreeing with you about the just cultural phenomenon that McDonald's is. It's the granddaddy of fast food. It is. I mean, it's truly it's, the origin. It's the Mona Lisa of fast food. <laughs> some might say a, a literal worldwide <laughs> phenomenon. I, all around the world, Europe, like, yeah. Mona Lisa, famous for being a popular painting with uh, incorrect uh, <laughs> attention to incorrect detail. Perspectives. Incorrect perspectives and just kind of lazy painting. Kind of sucks. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I am going to pseudo agree with you. I would put McDonald's B tier. Oh, I would put it middle okay. of the line. And this is because the service is consistently terrible. Yeah. And so, yeah. so yeah. many I times I've gotten, that. like, incorrect change, incorrect order. Or, like, you say no pickles, and, like, you taste pickles on your sandwich. Exactly. But no they, clearly, they clearly <laughs> put the pickles on. You're like, they oh, put the pickles on, right, and they yeah. took them off. You know what I don't get? They always put onions on every burger. And I'm kind of like, why are we assuming that? I like onions. Why is the default this? I, why, why is that the <laughs> default? I've never been to another restaurant when they've done onions automatically. But you got bad service, bad drinks, right? Mm-hmm. You onions. have frequent broken facilities. The ice cream no, machine. Very, I'm looking very at common. you at the ice cream machine. Um, but what you have going positive for, you have the Big Mac, the most iconic fast food sandwich. You have the worldwide brand of McDonald's. You have, you know, there's a lot of things going for it. They I do agree. have a. They good, have the revamp dollar. Their, their coffee stuff is very good. Coffee's too. good. Breakfast, A tier, like, like S tier, even breakfast. I perhaps. feel like uh, McDonald's. Really I would say A tier breakfast. Pioneered McDonald's. the dollar menu. I feel like yeah. they were one of the first. The dollar menu is. I mean, you can get it's a stellar. Stupid amount you can of stuff stack cash yeah. for like yeah. under five We dollars. should move it along. We should. But man, so McDonald's. If we average it out, you said what C? You said A. I'd be comfortable going B. I was a high. I think, I think B. B is the average. B, yeah. B is the average. All right, McDonald's yeah. locking on in B tier. You heard it here first. First. Foist. You hit it here first. You hit it here first. Thanks for tuning in. Next up, Burger King. Now I know Thomas is going to come in with some hot takes about Burger King. <laughs> I've got some hot takes. Should we just you want the same role going? Start us off. You get Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and set the stage so me and Josh can tear you down. Burger King right now S tier. Right off, oh. right off the bat. Right off the bat. Right off the bat. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Wow. That's Burger King. Take. Burger King has. Um, uh, it carries an emotional weight for me. <laughs> I used to go there with my family all the time <laughs> when I was younger. Uh-huh. We okay. So like my fa- we didn't always go out to eat, and it was always a big deal because there were four of us. Four, like I got three brothers, and it's a big right. family, so you can't really afford to go out. Burger King was like going to. I almost said Golden Corral. <laughs> F tier, F tier. <laughs> Golden. That's another story. Um, 
I love Burger King. I love their honey mustard, first of all. That's my biggest thing. Condiment game at Burger King. I think Burger King has the best honey mustard. I don't know about their sauce policy. They have a specific sauce policy. Their sauce policy is very tight. Very tight. Hard to get around that. We'll talk about sauce policy. Unless you are a seasoned unless you're a seasoned BK visitor like me. Oh, absolutely. For instance, the other day, you know, they treat me like family. The other day I went in there, my man Titus. He yeah. goes, what's up, Thomas? How you been? Front of the show, Titus. Front of the BK. show, Titus from BK. I, I rolled up in the drive thru He said, last time I saw you, you were 12 years old. And I was like, yeah, Titus, that's right. And uh, the man tossed me, I'm not kidding, seven honey mustards. <laughs> I didn't even ask for them. Odin freebie. And that's a callback. <laughs> look, uh, other, other than that, I would say their food is consistently good. I, I've never had a really a bad BK meal, personally. The thing that is that goes in in BK's favor the most for me is their ability to innovate. I'm like, oh, yeah. look, I'm saying That's they true. are not afraid to That's do right. the wacky shit. They'll right? do anything. Bacon Sundays, chicken fries. I'll never you forget. Got, like, I'll never forget. Chicken fries the bacon are still Sunday. in the mix. That's, That's like. Yo, remember, remember the, right. the shake them fries? Yes. yes. Oh. oh my God. Bring those back, BK. They are not willing. They are willing to take a big risk. Right? I, I want to say. Reward. I want to say bacon Sunday. Very good. I enjoyed it. Very good. Cancelled, but I enjoyed it. Cancelled. We'll be back. We'll be back. I'd right. be willing to go A tier on okay. BK. Okay. Josh, do you have anything to add? You know, I'm in a similar boat as Tom here just because... You're going S. I think when I was my three, man. I decided to have my birthday my at man. Burger King, and I was <laughs> upset when they didn't come out and sing to me. <laughs> That's not the kind of service you get at BK. Uh, yeah, I learned that later, but I mean... <laughs> They're yeah, friendly. Again, the consistency and... Okay, so the only thing I don't... Their biscuits aren't good. That's fine. But, but breakfast, you don't go to BK for breakfast. No. Well, no, no you do. The croissant sandwiches. The croissant sandwiches and French the French toast, toast, toast sticks are incredible. French toast dipsticks. Those right. croissant sandwiches are, are money. I'm, I'm willing S. to concede to you both on that. We'll put S baby. S baby. <laughs> That's an S. All right. Next up, gonna be some hot takes on this one. Wendy's. Oh. You know, I'm just gonna go ahead and take lead on this. Wendy's um, is like what Burger King is, but to me now. So Burger King was <laughs> you like pivoted my... to Wendy's. No, no, no. Well, well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Jumping to conclusions. So Burger King was a big deal for me as a kid. <laughs> Wendy's is now a big deal for me as a as an adult slash you know young adult. Spending your own money at right. the Wendy's. Spending my own money. Is a little nicer. Than... Spending the money on that four for four. The four for four. Save my life. Upgrade to the Frosty for no additional charge, and that is. And that's facts, baby. Now, double stack is the is the most valuable one. It so is. Price Why would you not get the double price stack? on there? That's what I'm saying. Are we taking into account here um, Wendy's social media relevance? I mean, they they have kind of pioneered the sassy brand. They did. They have. They did. And I do appreciate that. It's a clever that. move. It's a clever move. I'd be willing. I, I, I think Wendy's probably falls into the low A's for me. Mm-hmm. My one problem with them is my food... About fifty percent of the time is cold when I get it. Yeah, I, yeah. That is like I'm like if you could just give me some a hot for me, a fresh, please. a fresh Wendy's burger is money. Top tier. I agree. Cold I agree. one, cold one. No. I want to say I've had a cold one a few times. <laughs> I want to yeah, say the fries, mean. not that great. I don't think I them. disagree. I, like I really the like the Wendy's. Yeah. Really, fries. they're very huh. salty, but I like that. Yeah, mm. it's the sea salt. I do like the sea salt. The one thing know? I don't like about Wendy's is like. I just my memory of them. I know now they've like remodeled a lot. Yeah. But like, yes. I feel like every time I'm in a Wendy's, it's like 1992. Their interiors. Yeah. Have there's been like the, the same faded for a long like time. old plants coming yeah. out of the thing above the trash can. And the Wendy's drive-through notoriously slow. Yeah. Very slow. Very slow. Notoriously slow. Anyways, do we have a consensus on this? I say A tier. A tier. I gotta go. Yeah. We're locking it in. Wendy's is A. 
All right, up next, we're we're moving at a, uh, a, a leisurely pace. We might have to cut this short. We'll, we we'll can, do some heavy we can hitters. Pick some highlights. We'll, yeah. we'll do some heavy hitters. Taco Bell. Ooh. I I might want to start this one because I'm a little biased, right? Go ahead. Uh, I'm lactose intolerant. Brad right? can't eat cheese anymore. There is nothing for me at Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm talking. There is nothing that doesn't by default come with cheese and sour cream. And if you're eating a Taco Bell taco or burrito without cheese and sour cream, you are you're eating cardboard. I want right? to add a little fun fact. Uh, if you've ever been to the Taco Bell in Alpharetta, Brad and I at one point were we had our photo taken with their disposable camera, and Hall they put fame, a picture baby. on the Taco Bell Hall of Fame. I have a picture of it. I can prove it. It was when Doritos Locos Tacos first came out. That's right. We, uh, we were remember, fiends that's right. for the Doritos Locos. <laughs> we like, right. left school to go get the dang tacos. <laughs> I feel like I can't objectively rate this. I'm a little biased. So you might so have I'm, I'm going to default to you two. Okay. Stan. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, John? I, I'm going to say B tier just because, again, every once in a while, my typical order will be like a cheese quesadilla. Sometimes yeah. there's not, not not a lot of cheese in that quesadilla. The quesadillas and sometimes, are, are sometimes they skimp. They not consistent. If they don't put that jalapeno right. sauce in there, it's trash. It's nothing. But when they put the jalapeno sauce in there, it is money. It is money. And my biggest gripe is this marketing campaign they keep doing where they bring the nacho <laughs> fries back <laughs> and I get them like once and then they just cancel them again. It's like the McRib. It's jo- like, stop, just leave them there. I, I took Josh to talk about yeah, the other day was, yeah. and he was like, I'm so excited for this nacho <laughs> fries. I'm so excited. I'm going to get them. Like, I was like, I'm not getting anything. He, and he was, and then <laughs> he goes, I go, yeah, can I get some nacho fries? And she goes, actually, we don't have those right now. And Josh is like, I'm not getting anything. <laughs> not, nacho fry machine, bro. I was like, it's so, it's so simple. It's literally just fries. You hate to see it. I, I'm going to say also B, just because I know the reputation in general it has for being pretty unhealthy. Mm, the meat tube, perhaps. But, uh, but I love it. Hasn't killed I us yet. It. Hasn't killed, hasn't, I don't know if it's killed anyone yet. And that's not true. Somebody has probably Someone's directly died. died by Taco Bell. I'm thinking. Uh, lock it in. B lock tier. it in. I'm Stay. thinking we pick two more. I'm, I'm thinking maybe for variety's sake, we do some low-hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and bring up Long John Silvers. I'm going to be honest. I've never been. Chief, I've never been. If you are serving up fast I'm food fish. I'm not doing it. You are <laughs> right. F tier. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, like, it could be good, but I don't. At what cost? I don't man? care. I'm not craving fish enough to go try care. that. You out. could be serving lobster tail in your just, drive-thru for like... Eight bucks. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't trust I do not believe, you to serve it to me. I don't believe that your fish is coming from the coast and to Alpharetta, Georgia, <laughs> where we're nowhere near the coast. Disgusting. It's not going to be fresh. Oh, that, that Alaskan cod is coming in for yeah, that's no like, It's like gas way. station sushi. No way. Right? Just, You're just not going to buy it. I've, You're I've not going to buy it. I've, I've worked sushi. into fast food. I've seen the employees at fast food restaurants. I trust the frozen patty a lot more than I do I agree. a piece of fish. Now, the one thing that Long John Silver's has going for it is there is a conspiracy oh, that the entire facts. business is propped up on mu- la- la- mu- la- laundering money. There it is. There I can it is. Uh, from marijuana trade. Oh, nice. We might have to get into that for another episode. That we'll is, yeah, well, that's there's a lot going on there. We'll, F tier. That'll be a call F-tier, back. F-tier, Long John Silver. F tier, S tier if the, if the laundering is true. I wish we had sound effects like, <laughs> F tier. Bam. Like a mock sound. We're gonna we're gonna close it out with one or two I more. I want the deal or no deal sound where they hit deal and it goes, bling. <laughs> the bankers are locking it us. in. <laughs> All right, so something near and dear to my own heart, Zaxby's. Love Zaxby's, I really do. Now hold on, let's let's make this a little interesting. All right, Ooh-hoo. so we have Zaxby's and Chick Fil A. 
only one can be S tier. If you had to choose which one goes into S tier, the other one goes into A. It's going to be Zach's Fusion or CFA. I'm Chick-fil-A gonna start, S I'm gonna, I'm gonna for start, me. Well, hold on now. Let's just not jump to that. <laughs> Backing up. I got, um, I got explanation. I'm going to say, say cost-wise, if we're talking cost alone... Chick-fil-A is you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. Well, yeah. well. Snapspeed has got some expensive hitters on that menu. They have they some do. expensive hitters, but you do get a lot of food. You that's do. right. That's you right. Do get a, boneless wings and things? I'm going to say right now, I never leave Zaxby's hungry. No. That's facts. It's like 10 bucks, but but I'm but you're full. you're full. No, I I fully enjoy you're Zaxby's. Full, maybe even for a late dinner, you know? Right. Like yeah. you're full for the whole day. Yeah. That's a meal yeah. and a half, baby. I What's got it's some gonna gripes be? with Zaxby's. Uh, Josh, you, you, oh, you, you got, got with Zaxby's? Go for it. No, no, no. no, no. I got some gripes. You got some gripes with Zaxby's? Oh, Josh has a personal <laughs> vendetta. It's a vendetta. Against Zaxby's. Would you like to go ahead and enlighten Yeah, I'll just jump in. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, we're like in high school, right? And me and my friend Kyle. <laughs> friend of the show, we Kyle. Apply to, we apply to work at Zaxby's. That's I apply right. first, I remember right? This. And they're like, oh yeah, like we'll hit you up, whatever. Kyle comes in. Exact words. Hire him on the spot. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever, whatever. Then Kyle goes, oh yeah, they hired another guy too. Like, he's a little slower or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel cool. even better about that. Yeah. And I, it's just like, it. I was like, really? Y'all even gonna hit me back up? Unbelievable. I was like, uh, I understand. All right, Zaxby's. I get it. Josh then, said, I get like, it. my business elsewhere. And then again, Chick fil A. The customer service at Chick-fil-A is... You would never get a Zaxby's. Chick-fil-A no. is literally God here. <laughs> I mean, if Zaxby's we're talking like, service purely. Yeah, I mean, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A is got, literally They got the guy out there with the sun hat and, like, the iPad. He's hitting you up at the in the drive-thru. Uh, we've all seen the tweets. I like, mean, it's... I, it's, it's like, they're, you know, they're moving over there. They are. Chick-fil-A they, is a they machine. They get that line moving. They really do. It doesn't matter how long the line is at Chick-fil-A. You're out of there in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's it 10 minutes matter. or less. Zaxby's, I've waited 25 minutes. That, that is fast food. Because I needed to have... The teriyaki wings. Oh, see, it's like you got. That's the only on the thing one that, hand. Yeah, I was about to say. Chick-fil-A service. On the other hand, Zaxby's it's teriyaki. It's tough. Zaxby's wings are good. Purely on a food basis, I gotta go Zax. I agree. I gotta go Zax. Purely food. I, I agree. I, oh, those waffle fries and them nuggies. I'm gonna be honest. Zaxby's crinkle seasoning though. It's good. Oh, it's fire. It's not that I don't Combined like it. Combined with Zax sauce. Unbeatable. I do like Zach's Zach sauce. Zach sauce blows Chick-fil-A sauce out of the water. The Texas toast, too. They didn't Texas, have to do that. They didn't have to put that in the meal. Texas toast but they did. They didn't have to go this hard. They did not have to yeah. go that hard, but, but they, they did. did. They put it in there for you. I'm going Zach's ass. All right. That's my, that's my I'll vote. concede, but... I think I have I, to go Zach's It's a tough I one. I just want people to know that tough I'm Chick-fil-A ass. My heart jumps when I think about going to Zach's My heart doesn't jump I when I my think heart about... Flutters. It. Yeah, okay, well, Zach's got rid of their milkshakes, right? And did they? I don't know. They might have. I think they did, and Chick-fil-A has... All right. We're going at a, at a pretty leisurely pace. Yeah. Here. yeah. Just, we are going to have to cut. It's hot. It's hot. I, this is good. I, I love this stuff. So we were going to do Marvel movies as a second one, time permitting, but we don't have time. Let us know if this is something you want us to keep doing. Maybe we'll come back next week. It's a fun, it's a fun thing. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Anyways, tier list. Just, just for a final consensus, again... Debate was hot, so we didn't have enough time to go through nearly all. Boy, of them. was it hot! But we have an S tier. This is I don't know when you stack them up against each other. Well, anyways, Burger King and Zaxby's. We got S tier, A tier. We got Chick Fil A, Wendy's. B tier. We have McDonald's, Taco Bell. C tier, empty. Empty. Couldn't get to it. That's what I like. There are a couple that I would have maybe put in C tier. Little Caesars. Looking at you. Mm. Oh, I agree. Ooh, yeah. I got a lot to say about Little Caesars. F tier. Long John Silver's. That's that's correct. 
that's that's the most factual one. I will not accept any counter. I don't think we'll get no no further comments, please. <laughs> Anyways, tier list. We're not taking questions at this time. Boom, no questions. That is objectively correct. If you disagree, you're wrong. I'm you're sorry. an idiot. I'm sorry. be honest. Whether or not the audience enjoyed that, I really enjoyed myself. I hope we keep doing this. <laughs> at the end of the day, we do this for us. So <laughs> you're just along for the ride. We're doing it for we don't our give a damn about what you have to say. <laughs> but uh, I also don't want to give the people an hour and thirty uh, episode. So, yeah, that's true. You know, maybe they want it. Who's to say? Maybe they do want it. I don't know. But hey, Thomas, take us away. I've got a story. Pick. I got a story for you guys. You ever heard of a little guy named? I say little guy. He's a huge titan in the blues industry. It, perhaps the father of blues, some might oh, say. Blues, uh, blues? Robert. <laughs> good guess. Robert Johnson. Ah, Steve from Blues Clues. <laughs> Is it Steve? I watched a documentary on Netflix, and I would highly recommend that you guys check it out. Uh, it's called Devil at the Crossroads. Um, and the title is all about how Robert Johnson started out. I want, I want to give a little background first before we get to that. <clears throat> Robert Johnson is considered one of the greatest guitar players of all time, specifically in the blues. He um, pioneered so many styles of playing guitar. Um, on top of the fact that he he's kind of a template for what rock and roll is today. I mean, it goes all the way to Led Zeppelin, even um, make references to him and the boys use his styles. <laughs> get get the lead out. Um, what's interesting about Robert Johnson is that there's a lot of mystery surrounding him. So a guy, this guy named uh, Bruce Conforth, he's a historian, a music a music historian, mm-hmm. and for about fifty years he studied Robert Johnson. Wow, fifty years just studying this guy. Um, there are two pictures of Robert Johnson. There's no live footage of him. And there are 29 compositions, like music compositions, yeah. that he's released. And that's it. That's um, crazy. Like albums or songs? Like songs. Like 29 songs. songs. 29 songs. Um, Few and far between. And that's it. Ghosts. He's on Spotify, actually. Like His stuff is on somehow. <laughs> Not that elusive, This guy huh? is from like the 1920s, and his stuff is on Spotify. That's crazy. Crazy wow. time we live in. Um, what's cool about the documentary is... Uh, the art style is really cool. So the way that they animate um, Robert, they go in and out oh, of so animation. It's animated. Okay. No, no, they go in and out. So it's kind of like whenever they're talking about Robert Johnson, they kind of will uh, like animate what was happening at the time. Because like yeah, fill in the gaps. exactly. Yeah, they got to fill in the gaps and kind of like sh- give you a picture in your mind of what happened. And so like he was um, touring across, you know, with <laughs> right. <the laughs> and uh, and then they so then they intertwine it with interviews with um, blues players such as Keb Moe, um, uh, Rory Block, John Hammond. Um, but what Bruce did when he wanted to find out about, um, Robert Johnson is he drove around Mississippi, uh, specifically the city of Hazelhurst. And he basically was just talking to people like going, you know, do you know anything about this guy? Do you know anything about Robert Johnson? Have you seen this man? <laughs> Have you seen this man? He's, it was, it was 90 years ago. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of the people he talked to had something to say about Robert Johnson. Everyone kind of knew a little something about him. Um, there are myths surrounding him. There are facts surrounding him. It's all very interesting. Um, and so basically Robert Johnson, um, he obviously in his time, all of the blacks were slaves and they all were working in the fields and that was just what you did. Um, they could, that's just what you did. That's just what you did. That's, you didn't have a choice. That was, that was the life. Um, however, (laughs) the way you said that, (laughs) that was the life. That was the life. Let me tell you. Uh, no, not at all making light of slavery at all. Um, he wanted to make a living doing something different. Yeah, we're, everybody's cringing in the studio right now. They're all like, yeesh. Collar pull was done off uh, off camera. Listen, you could have let it slide. You didn't. So here we are. I could not. I'm sorry. It was just, it's again, it's low-hanging fruit. I know. Me and Brad locked eyes. And it was <laughs> <I know. over. laughs> 
Um, so Robert Johnson and his father both made a living working in the fields, and that was what they did day in and day out. Um, Robert Johnson wanted something different, and so he started to play guitar. Um, and that was because there was uh, at Will Dockery's plantation, which was in Hazelhurst, Mississippi, um, every weekend, all of the black musicians would come and gather in this one place and they'd all just play music all day long. Um, and Robert thought that was awesome. And so he got his own guitar. He played for literally nickels and dimes um, until he realized that if he traveled into the city, there was money there because that's where all the white people are. So... <clears throat> Uh, a funny quote, actually, was, uh, so, um, the documentary has Robert Johnson's grandson, who knows a whole lot because of his father and the family history and all that. And, right. Uh, one quote that, um, that Robert Johnson's grandson talks about is he goes, a lot of people tell you blues came from church. That's not right. The blues came from the fields. And that was because everyone was playing music all the time. They were always making music. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but Robert Johnson hitchhiked to, to the city, uh, and he would play for the white people who had money, and he would play them polka or country or whatever it was that they liked at the time. Um, there were things called juke joints, which mm-hmm. sounds so cool. I think that would be <laughs> so fun to be in. Um, but juke joint owners, they would uh, pay blacks to play their blues. Um, and so that's what Robert Johnson did for a long time. He would go into a town, play all their juke joints, and once it was tapped, he'd roll. Um, and he just traveled from town to town doing that. Um, Mississippi was known to be one of the worst states for, for black people, obviously because of the rampant racism in the KKK. Um, so Robert traveling was a real, just, it was an intense thing. Uh, he has a a song called Hellhounds on my heels. And, uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later, but it's kind of referring to, uh, the KKK always just on his tail. And like, he was kind of always running from them and, um, Anyway, the blues was considered devil's music, and um, really, yeah, it was. And the the preachers at the time started that's that to devil's music. that's that <laughs> devil music. The, that's that's what they'd say. The preachers started to spread the word that um, the blues was just this fr- straight from the devil, and like if anyone's playing it, you are going to hell. That's kind of the. The general consensus. It's there. like if you danced during uh, colonial times, right. you were stoned to death as exactly. a witch. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because um, you were. So that's facts. At a, if at, you dance today, you're a witch. So at 18 years old, Robert Johnson fell in love with a 15 year old girl. Um, they both faked their ages and got married. Cool. Simpler How times. old was he at the time? He was 18. Okay. Was like, uh, she was 15. <laughs> when you you kind of looked at me like it was like a little bit of a like I mean, an age gap. It, there. it kind of it, 18 and 15 I mean, is at the time. At the time though, not. no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Um, but he gave up. <laughs> times have changed. Robert gave up music to work in the fields so that he could make money for them. Um, when her his wife Virginia got pregnant at about eight months pregnant, she went to live with her grandma, and that's when Robert saw his opportunity. He said, "The mice are away." The, the cat's away, the mice going to play. So that man started playing music again. He, he started hitchhiking and going around, and uh, he missed the birth of his child. On top of this, when, he, when his wife gave birth, she also died, oh. and, and the child died with her. And when he finally made it back, his wife's family blamed him because he was playing, quote-unquote, the devil's music. Oh. Um, and this is, a, this is a huge uh, turning a point take. in Robert's <laughs> life. Because um, he just started to dedicate his life to music. He became obsessed with being a big star and he wanted to be the best. He just, like, he, it was this insatiable need to be the best in music. Um, there was a, a blues artist at the time called Sunhouse. Cool name. Um, 
that Robert Johnson would follow around. And Robert still was not a great guitar player at this time. He was kind of average at best, is how people described him at this time. Yeah. Um, but he followed this guy, Sunhouse, around all of his shows, and he would try and play some songs, and finally Sunhouse was like, you gotta stop playing. You are not good. You're gonna break a string. <laughs> like, stop. Just stop. Um, and on that day, Robert Johnson walked out of that bar, and no one saw him for a year. One year. Um, a year later... Sunhouse and another blues player, Willie Brown, were playing a show in Banks, Mississippi. And who walks in one year later but Robert Johnson? He walks in with a seven-string guitar. This guy had added a seventh string to the guitar that just... No one knew how he did it. No one understood <laughs> what he was doing. And they were like, yeah, okay. Made a deal with where's, the devil. Where's the seventh, like, tuning <laughs> peg at? Uh, right, exactly. Like, like how does that top? work? Like, how does it work? Um... He he did that for he did that to add uh, a bass so it was the lowest string and it was so that he could do a bass line while playing his it was it just oh, that's awesome. something no one had ever seen before, um, but he came back and when he started playing uh, the the quote says uh, <laughs> when that boy started playing he was gone <laughs> <laughs> he he was out playing everyone all of his mentors didn't he, they couldn't understand what he was even doing they they were like. How did you learn this? Who did you learn from? Where did you go for a year? No one knows. There is so much mystery surrounding it. I'm picturing like a Rocky style training montage where he's like, he's, <laughs> he's like bench pressing the guitar, you know, and he's like, he's like doing his scales, like super, his fingers are bleeding. Right. That's, I, I could totally see that. Um, so the rumor is that there's a song called Crossroads and the lyrics go, I went down to the crossroads, fell down on my knees. And the theory, one of the myths, um, is that Robert Johnson went to the crossroads, fell on his knees, and sold his soul to the devil. Um, and in doing this, and it's the same guitar that he had when he left, the guitar that he was playing badly, he came back with that same guitar. And what people said was that the devil tuned his guitar for him ah. in exchange for his soul. And because Robert wanted to be a star, he wanted to be the best at, at, in music. He was so willing to do anything. He was willing to do anything. Even sell his soul to the devil. Now, this is just a theory. Obviously, nothing's been proven. <laughs> it's just a fan theory. Right, exactly. exactly. Well, i accepted by everybody, but, you know. Um, and also, the other, uh, some other hints that he had sold his soul to the devil. One is that uh, in his songs, so like I said, Hellhounds at My Door is a song that he wrote. Oh. And uh, it just he just talks about how he's always running from something. Could be the devil. Could be the KK. Like, you know, it goes back and forth. It could be either one. Um is that, is that a Van Halen song, Running with the Devil? <laughs> it is. Running with the Devil, yeah, that's it's right. Like Van, the Van Halen song is actually a cover it's, of the... Uh, Robert Johnson inspo. Yes, but uh, uh, interesting things about Robert Johnson. Um, if he saw you watching him play, he would either turn away or stop playing because he didn't want you to know how he was like playing guitar. He like didn't want people to see. Very he was mysterious. Like, you can't see how I play. The only time he would play is if he was in the studio or with slightly turned away from the audience so that they couldn't catch on to what he was and doing. His second thumb protrudes <laughs> from his hand as he's playing. Can't let these cloud chasers uh, uh, <laughs> catch on, you know. Um, but yeah, so he utilized his... Um, he, he was one of the first to utilize the slide and bass notes like I was talking about. Yeah. Um, and it made it sound like three people were playing the guitar at once. That's how his sound is described. That's it, it sounds like three guys are playing the guitar. Um, but it's just him. And that's, that's the craziest part. Um, he, even though he had all the success, he still longed for a family and he still kind of wanted that normal life, even though he had gotten what he wanted. Um, and so people describe his life as just kind of tragedy on tragedy. 
Um, and he finally came to a point because people kept saying, oh yeah, he's part of the devil. It's, it's, he's playing the devil's music, this and that. Um, and he finally started to accept it. He just was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I am playing the devil's music. Like me and the devil, we're, we're pretty cool. And so <laughs> he kind of made it part of his identity. Just that like he took on the devil's persona. He was the first black metal artist. <laughs> <laughs> the first black metal artist. Yes, exactly. He's wearing an Iron Maiden t-shirt. <laughs> um, he the, thought them into existence. The, his, uh, his two weaknesses as described um, by his... Uh, grandson were uh, whiskey and women's <laughs> whiskey and golden crosses. I don't know. There was something when he would touch a cross, it would, would like start burn to him. Burn. There was yeah. like smoke coming up from his hand or something. something. Like that. It's oh. really weird. But mainly um, the whiskey, probably nothing. <laughs> so uh, he started to get really confident, obviously, and he was he was getting with all these women. He was drinking all the time, uh, and it finally caught up with him. Like it a rock star does. lifestyle, like it always baby. does. Um. In three, uh, three Forks in Greenwood, uh, Mississippi, he was being arrogant, being a jerk. He, he, was, uh, he was talking to this girl who had a husband who was sitting next to her, and he was, like, totally dissing this guy and just being a jerk about it. Chad. Um, absolute <laughs> Chad at his time. He ordered a bottle of whiskey, as he always did. Uh, the seal was broken when it was given to him. Ooh. And someone, they don't know who, but they just know that someone in the bar tried to, like, slap the bottle out of his hand. They were like, don't don't drink open things like yeah. that. Like, don't do that. Uh, and he goes, don't ever try to slap a $7 bottle of whiskey out of my hand again. Me with my Evan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> don't you ever. $7. Not adjusted for price inflation. <laughs> um, so obviously dude's being a dick and drinks the whiskey. And this man was poisoned. He didn't just keel over and die. It took him three days to oh. die. It was a painful, painful death. It's not what you want to see. Um, and the most interesting thing is that the guy... So they found the guy who poisoned Robert... Uh, I almost said Robert Downey Jr. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the guy who poisoned Robert Johnson. Uh, they, the police came in and they found him and everything, but they didn't arrest him. You know why? Because he was playing the devil's music. I had a feeling. Yeah. They, they had such a strong feeling about devil's music. It... Um, Basically, this was kind of his bill coming due, and yep. um, whether or not he had sold his soul to the devil, it's you know same results. It's the same result, really. The facts are unclear in terms of the exact contract <laughs> he signed, but what we do know is there was some sort of verbal agreement. Um, is that binding? After uh, after hold his, up in court. After his death, John Hammond's father in 1930 um, tried to find Robert Johnson to play Carnegie Hall. He wanted to show people where the blues had originated and how, and also jazz. They wanted to show just how amazing he was a guitar, but he couldn't find him. And by the time that he had realized where he was, Robert Johnson was dead for about a month. And wow. so... Um, What's really cool they is didn't that see the Twitter news banner. <laughs> they didn't see the Twitter headline. <laughs> they um. What's really cool is that in Carnegie Hall at this performance, where all these musicians were playing, musicians were playing. Um, all they did was bring out a phonograph. Is that the thing that they that you know like the the old timey record player? Brass. Yeah, yeah, the big yeah. big thing. They just they rolled one of those out and they put one of Robert Johnson's records on and they played it for everyone. Um, and the audience went wild for it. And there was this huge uh, resurgence in his music. And, and uh, most interestingly, um, there were all these white people started to enjoy, like, the blues and stuff. Like, they started to really get into it. Hopping on the bandwagon. Hopping on that bandwagon. Culture vultures. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Muddy Waters. 
Uh, but he is a pretty famous blues guitarist as well. And when he heard Robert Johnson's music at Carnegie Hall, he made his way to Missouri, I mean, Mississippi, to lay the groundwork for modern blues. Wow. Um, and it was, they say that you can hear the Mississippi mud and Robert Johnson's guitar phrasing in Muddy Waters' music. Huh. Um, and then finally, just his influence throughout uh, the blues community, B.B. King, Elmore Johnson. Um, in the 1950s, like I said, the, there were people called 78 Geeks, and mm-hmm. 78s were the, um, the records at the time that you could buy, and people would go and buy random ones, and when they came across yeah. Robert Johnson's, John Hammond, who was the one who did the Carnegie Hall thing, right. re-released his music, and uh, there was this huge, huge craze about Robert Johnson. Um, Bob Dylan credits hundreds of lines in his songs to Robert Johnson. Wow. Um, just because he was so inspired by what he heard. Uh, on top of Bonnie Raitt, uh, Eric Clapton, Keith Richards, Led Zeppelin. Um, I don't know if you know the line, uh, squeeze like squeeze my lemon till oh, the juice yes. runs down, uh, if you're familiar with that. Some sort of thinly veiled sexual innuendo. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, I know uh, Led Zeppelin is, is guilty of lifting quite a few things uh, <laughs> yep, from, that is true. from some artists in their later days. That line is actually from a Robert Johnson song. Um, and so, finally, interestingly enough, Robert Johnson is part of the 27 Club. Uh, he died at 26. And uh, oh. do you know about the 27 Club? Yeah, it's like a bunch of famous artists mm-hmm. who have died before 27, right? Yep. Grand Parsons, uh, the name. Grand Parsons might have been in the 27 Club. That's a callback. Uh, that's, a callback. A, that's a callback, baby. Yeah, I mean, you got Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, uh, Jim Morrison, and so on, who are all in this 27 Club, who all were uh, considered supernaturally gifted artists who just passed seemingly before their time. Um, but you know... It seems to happen. Yeah. It seems to happen yeah. to these greats. Some people just not quite mentally prepared to take Not quite there. Live fast, die young. But I really enjoyed Bad this documentary. Well. I, I <laughs> what, a, what a way to end it. What a way to end <laughs> it. We're going to leave it at that. Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. Um, check out this documentary. I thought it was awesome. Uh, it's it's 48 minutes. Really short. So, I mean, easily wow. digestible. Yeah. And Remind us of the name. Uh, the um, Devil at the Crossroads. Devil at the Crossroads. Yeah. Um, a nice. Robert Johnson story. Very nice. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that little uh, history lesson. And uh, I enjoy it. I, I, I have, like I said, probably six it. pages of notes on this. No, I definitely I want to check it, it out so now. Cool. I'm, I'm guilty of not doing my homework. I didn't watch it when you recommended no, it. No, it's fine. <laughs> hey, that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here no, to That's fine. You. I get it. That's fine. I get it. You don't care. You don't care. I was always going to watch it. <laughs> It was like right up next. <laughs> I swear it was on my list. I just didn't get to it. And after my third rerun of Seinfeld, I will get to it. <laughs> I just don't miss any of the plot stuff, you know. <laughs> well, uh, last but not least, we have our Discover Weekly portion. If you've made it this far, yeah. Oh my, <laughs> we are. This is a long it's one. It's a doozy. A little bit of a doozy, but uh, yeah, we're bringing it in into classic Discover Weekly, where we let you know what we're listening to every week. That's right. Um, this week. I've been listening to the new Mac DeMarco album. Just came out last week. Do you know uh, the title of it? Here Comes the Cowboy. Ooh. Which I love that. So Here Comes is, the is Cowboy. Is there some Cosmic Cowboy sound on there? Perhaps. Perhaps Maybe a ripple of the Cosmic sound. Cowboy sound. There was a little bit of controversy, if I'm not mistaken, with him and Mitski. Because I guess Mitski also has uh, some oh, yeah. cowboy theme. She does. Or was, mm. it, was the album name? I think the, the cowboy I think album had something cowboy in it. Look, cowboys are hot right now. So hot right now. I can't imagine it was, you know... He suspected that he was going to, like, steal a name and get away with it. No, I think but it was, I think it was coincidental. Uh, perhaps inspiration. It's not like she's the only person that's had the word cowboy in something. Right, right. right. 
Um, but yeah, so this has kind of gotten mixed receptions, this album. It's kind of, it's people haven't been like ragging on it hard or anything, but I think what they've said is, uh, you know, I'm not like a big Mac DeMarco fan. I'm, I'm not a DeMarco head, if you will. Uh, <laughs> but so I'm kind of a casual listener. So I, I really like his sound. It's, you know, it's very easy listening. Um, you kind of throw it on the background, nice and cozy. Um, but a lot of people have said that it, he kind of failed to innovate on this one. A lot of times, uh, you know, as his records progress, you can kind of tell that his sound is kind of more and more refined. Uh, but this one, I think people have kind of thought that it's almost a step back. Uh, but I've been really enjoying it. If you haven't listened to Mac DeMarco or you're, you know, you haven't gotten into his music yet, I'm sure to the casual listener, you'd enjoy it very much. But, uh, the song I chose was, uh, one called Heart to Heart. We're going to take a little listen to it right now. Heart to Heart by Mac DeMarco. Um, but yeah, I, I really like this album. It's kind of like, obviously his music is mainly like, it's a lot of very low-key, stripped-down instrumentals and very like mellow. Uh, but this album especially is kind of like even a, a mellowness beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it kind yeah. of feels like that, not necessarily that he's giving off like the piano bar vibe, but that type of in, like atmosphere right kind of, of like feeling. an acoustic set kind yeah. of thing yeah it's i mean it's pretty minimal just kind of simple bass line it's got some lights like bongo drums yeah. in there a little bit um the synthesizer i like that song a lot this yeah. is cool. the synthesizer oh, that might Shout be that might be my pick at some point the daft heads out <laughs> there Jojo. <laughs> Georgia. Everybody calls me. Georgia. Just do a deep dive episode on daft punk that's not this is this is not about daft punk this, this is, is not about mac demarco uh anyways very very cool song very chill song if you're just hanging out great music to put on in the background check it out heart to heart um well i've been uh i've been listening to this guy named uh, briston maroney and he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff out it's a lot of singles and i think uh like one two eps yeah um specifically the song freaking out on the interstate freaking out on the interstate yeah um it's kind of a it's how do I put it? Um, it feels a little... Punk. It's like slight punk vibes. Punk rock? Way. Punk rock, sure, yeah. Um, and it's kind of... it's. I, I just really like this song. In the I, mid-2000s? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, um, it's very... Uh, I always listen to it when I'm driving down the highway to, to just really immerse yourself in it. <laughs> um, but it's just... It's one of those songs... It's The lyrics are a little sad... Um, but it's very poetic. He's a good writer, and that's what yeah. I like about him, is that his lyrics are, are well thought out and they're well written. Um, but, you know, we're going to play you a little clip right now just so you can get an idea of what we're talking about. And I can feel them 
You got a lot on your mind. <laughs> Didn't the grass gonna do it? Beautiful. Um, yeah, that was that was freaking out uh, on the interstate. Um, Not to be confused with Tom's actual mental meltdown no. a, couple, a couple weeks ago. No, a couple minutes ago. Uh, you know, on a you daily basis, really. Um, <laughs> now, I really like that song a lot, though. The guitar work is really cool. Um, I, I like his tone a lot. The... Um, there's a specific part in the song, and I don't even want to describe it because it's not going to make any sense unless you've listened to the full song. Go see for yourself. Just go listen to the song. I, I love it. List. It's cool. Uh, it's It gives you, um, you get your teen angst out, I think, when you sing along to it, and that's what, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. That's what music was made for. That's what it, that's what it was made for. That's, that's right. What, that's what a lot of music was made for. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But uh, moving right along, last but not least, what do you got for us, Josh? Um, it's a song called Excuses by Shaky Graves. I recently saw Mr. Shaky Graves himself this past week at, at a concert. Um, I'm snaps. That's weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't snap anymore. Not yeah, sn- I, I don't yeah, live snap anymore. I, I don't live I get snap it. anymore. I missed my invite. That's crazy. No, that's crazy. <laughs> I definitely sent it. Definitely sent it. <laughs> Must have gotten lost. Um, so he's just one of those like performers that is just, I think, just a step above everybody else. He's like a one-man band, right? He, he is. He well, most of the time. So with his concerts, he walks out solo, right? He has a little this like kick drum and like kick tambourine thing, like built into this like old-fashioned oh, yeah. suitcase. Those are so cool. And he stands in front of it. and He just shreds on this on his guitar, and then he's also kicking along and then and singing all at the same time. And wow. it's it's pretty solid. That's cool. Renaissance and uh, what song do you have for us? Then? So it's excuses is the one I'm gonna be playing. It's from his newest album. And it let's is, just let's just jump in right it's now. It's very good. was excuses by shaky graves and if you're wondering wow is that just kind of like some dreamy vibes there uh you would be correct <laughs> you would be correct because <laughs> the album that it's from is called can't wake up so that theme oh, is yeah. present throughout very thematic can't wake up can't wake up but anyway shaky graves if you don't know him go on youtube right now Type in Shaky Graves, Roll the Bones, Audio Tree Live. Oh, yeah. And Josh, live performance of Rello <laughs> Strikes Again. That is, that's where you'll see just the true genius you of him him show out right there. That's that's just like him, guitar, kick drum, vocals, killing it. Well, that's Truly all I've got, a Renaissance uh, I guess, man. for our boy Shaky. Oh, there you go. Check it out. Shaky. Check it out. You can find it on our playlist. That's right. Uh, all these songs that we talk about are going to be linked in our playlist. You can find it in our Instagram bio. On one of those saved moments uh, that are so lovely to have. Look, we've said it before, we've said it again. Everyone's always looking for new music, and we update this playlist every week with every episode. So. Oh, yes. Uh, well, anyways, folks, that's going to about do it for us. A solid hour 20 episode. Whew. A real doozy. We're sorry. Sorry. 
I'm not sorry. I'm you not. enjoyed it. Yeah. You're, you, if you're still listening, you clearly there, there was something here that you enjoyed. If you're still listening, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Truly. And if you did enjoy, feel free to follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on iTunes, toss us a little rating. Uh, we're here every Wednesday, except for last week when we were here on Thursday. <laughs> we're very we consistent. Still got it. We're very consistent. Every Wednesday asterisk. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at featured picks. Um, we're not super active on Twitter. If you want to reach out to us and send us your hashtag feet picks, uh, send it to us on Instagram. We'd love to get your recommendations on the show. Check something out that you recommend, get you involved. That's right. This has been Thomas, Josh, and Brad. Featured picks episode five. See you next week. Episode five. Mwah. Love ya.